One, two, one, two, three. You ready, Sharina? Yes, ma'am. Hello, beautiful liars. Hi. It's Malika. And Sharina. And we're Bag of Lies. Yay. We're the podcast that explores identity and community through the lens of the harmless white lies that we tell. Keyword, harmless. Harmless. Not these crazy lies that break up whole families. Not those ones. Nothing nefarious here. Nothing nefarious, which is a great word. So use that one again. Shout out to nefarious. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. Well, today our non-nefarious topic is... Lovers and liars. And we have the best guests in the world to discuss this topic with. We have Jack Sloman, the queen, the legend, the god. Jack is a full-time strategist and part-time activist. They're known for their hot girl pivots, which we don't know what that means, so they're going to have to explain it to us. Jack was born a millennial but identifies as Gen Z and quotes Euphoria as their biggest inspiration. They are non-binary and use he, they, she pronouns. As you were, like, introducing Jack, he was making all these poses, and I loved every moment of it. (laughs) Also, shout out to you being Gen Z. What a flex. So, Jack, tell us about yourself. So, I think the biggest thing, again, as we listed, is the fact that I am identify as Gen Z. I do love my phone. I love Instagram. And I also am the master of the hot girl pivot. So... Y'all were wondering what that means. Yeah. It essentially, it means that there was a time in my life where I used to get known as like kind of like the quirky, funny friend, and I was just over it. Like I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be quirky anymore. I don't want to be funny. I want to be hot. So I made this very, very intentional move in my life to just be incredibly hot. I got really into understanding how makeup works, how kind of my body and like clothes like fit on me. But I wasn't even really technically dressing for me at the time. I was kind of dressing for like the boys who I had crushes on. Mm -hmm. And I incredibly like pivoted into being a hot girl. And then my entire thing was being like kind of like this hot narcissist. And yeah, this is definitely something I've had to like work through with my therapist and we're still going through. <laughs> but I've like continuously reinvented myself. Like I've like gone blonde. Now I have got gray hair. Right now I'm doing like a hot spooky girl pivot. Ooh. So that's kind of like where I'm at currently. So you're Madonna. I am Madonna in many ways. <laughs> Honestly, you are hot, Jack. So shout out to you. It's working. You yeah. got to teach me some things. So let's move on to our lie of the week. So Sharina. What did you lie about this week? Um, So I was involved in a conversation with a colleague and we were talking about Portland and I lied and said that I had been to Portland and then proceeded for the next five minutes to discuss the differences and similarities between San Francisco and Portland as though I had been there. I feel like I present as like somebody who's like really well traveled and I've like Mm -hmm. lived in all these places. And so whenever people... Uh, sort of bring up a, a city or a place that like it seems very on brand that I've been there occasionally I do kind of lie and say that I've been there anyways especially when it's Portland <laughs> wait so you basically just lied about going to Portland yeah and you've never been nope can I say that I've done this too yes because <laughs> Portland is such a city that like I've heard so many people talk about it that yep. I feel like I can summarize it in no, several ways rain. lots of bicycles mm-hmm. lots of rain no one wears a jacket Lots of greenery. Chill vibe. Coffee shops. Outdoorsy. Portland. Yeah. 
Nike's there. Yeah, no, Boom. totally. Yeah, that's I it. I also have to admit that I have also lied about loving Portland. I go absolutely cuckoo gaga for it. The- <laughs> what is it about Portland that people would just be like fronting on it? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Portland. Been there so many times. Has anyone been to Portland? Because at this point, I'm starting to think we're all lying about it. Maybe that's the thing. Everyone's Ooh. lying about Portland. So Ooh. we all are just buying into like this one idea, like, you know, painting of it. Oh, my gosh. It Hilarious. just is the same city as Seattle. And that's OK. <gasps> and that yeah. is fine for Portland. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Maliga, what'd you lie about this week, girl? Ugh, this is so silly. (laughs) So this past week, I was in L.A. for work, and I was staying at, like, a really nice hotel in Santa Monica. And I do this thing where I'm in, like, really nice places where I put on my faux British accent. Let's hear it. (laughs) Hello. That's it. That's all you're getting. Um, (laughs) But basically... So you have a posh British accent. You're right. It's not faux. It's posh. It's It's very posh. posh. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so basically, like, all my interactions with, like, the hotel staff is basically done in this posh British accent. Yes. And then, like, I had to talk to, like, a staff person in front of one of my coworkers and immediately just use my, my like, English accent. And, like, they were looking at me like, Malika, what is going on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know this happened. Oh, it happened. It happened. Oh, no. Because I was like, I'm already too deep into this ruse. I can't switch it up now. Oh, no. I just acted like it didn't happen and just kept it moving. <laughs> That is insane behavior. That is like actually, if I were a coworker in this situation, I would be, I would be floored. Especially because like there was this whole like with like Sharina's British accent that randomly comes out. We're already like y'all are, mm, <laughs> y'all are out of control. I know. I think that's why me and Sharina click because we both do this weird like we do. British performance. Performance. Yeah. So it's my go-to. Yeah. When I want to be like, yeah, I deserve to be in this space. <laughs> You know? Ah. So, yeah, that's my uh, lie of the week. <laughs> does it make you feel better? Do you feel like you fit in when you use that accent? I It's not that I fit in. I just feel like it just, like, answers people's questions as, like, why is this girl in the space? Oh, okay. I don't know. Just because I present so uniquely, I feel yeah. like, that, like, whenever I enter, like, a space where, like, people are, like, I don't know, very white and have lots of money, <laughs> they look at me like, hmm, what, what's this girl doing here with this Malika name and these Malika dreads? I don't know. I just get self-conscious in a way, which I probably shouldn't. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Jack, what did you lie about this week? Oh, I had a big one. So, this week, I was trying to kill some time before dinner, and I was on the hunt for yerba mate or a Diet Coke, and I am uh, walking down Mission Street, and there's this new bar that opened up. Turns out this bar hasn't just opened up. It's this kind of, like, neighborhood landmark that's been around for, like, 20 years, but, like, recently has been reclosed and renovated, and there's all these, like older Italian and French people hanging out inside and I was like oh my god that's so cool like I'm gonna go like get my Diet Coke in there well turns out they don't have a Diet Coke they only have Coke which inspires me to get a glass of Chardonnay (laughs) (laughs) that escalated so I'm now double fisting a Coke and a glass of Chardonnay and I'm sitting I'm trying to connect with this community and I'm talking to this older French woman between the ages of 65 and 75 and I told her my grandpa is French and that I summer in France all the time and that he grew up in Nice which is 
a half lie. Uh, my grandpa did spend about two to three years in Nice. I was recently in Nice. I've never summered, but I have was recently there, and I did try and visit his house. So I feel like I do have this French connection, but next thing I know, I'm so deep in this lie that every single city she's listing off in France, I'm like, oh my god, absolutely, j'adore! Love that place! Oh my god! And I just wanted to be part of this community so bad that I dug myself so deep into this lie of being French and now I know I'm gonna have to go back there and tell them I'm French and I'm gonna have to tell everyone I'm with I'm French because I like want to be part of them so bad did you even like speak in like a French accent or anything oh absolutely not (laughs) I just like really committed to the fact that like oh yeah my grandpa's French but like my parents aren't you know so like that's why I don't have the accent so I like I like doubled down on my lie also summer in France like that's like a big Plex, just to I say that, that I summer in France. I summered in France. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god! And let me tell you, when you're like swinging around your glass of shard, saying you summer in France, like you feel like you live the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie that you tell to the point where you're like, you believe it, like it actually happened to you. Oh, oh I god. legitimately believe I'm French now. Like I'm like bonjour. <laughs> just out here giving recommendations yeah. for little cafes in the 19th arrondissement <laughs> yes. and you're just like yes alright so uh, our next segment is in the bag this is the part of the show where we share some lies in popular culture that are just like in our bag and we decide whether or not they are harmless or harmful so what's in our bag of lies today Sharina well ladies <laughs> um, we have a bachelor in paradise lie this has been kind of floating around on the interwebs uh, Blake who's like a bachelor hottie from Becca's season and we've got Kaylin who's like also hot but I don't like her so she's a bachelor hottie from Colton season <laughs> and uh, they hooked up at Stagecoach Festival earlier this year and then lied about their involvement to the American public. Um, And then Kaylin kind of did a little switcheroo and lied about Blake and made it seem like they were super serious when they were actually only ever friends with benefits. Mm. So it's a lie on a lie on a lie on a lie. So how did this lie get exposed? Um, So it initially got exposed over the show where they were kind of like talking about it. And then this week, uh, Blake also released screenshots and receipts on his Instagram showing that actually Kaylin uh, had agreed to a sort of more like friends with benefits loose situation. I'm going to chalk this up to a miscommunication. I <laughs> refuse to believe that Kaylin's lying about this. It's one of those situations where we've all... Okay, you know what? In love in the time of music festivals, we're all in these moments where we are we are hooking up with some guy. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm a chill girl. I'm also the queen about lying about being a chill girl. And you're like, yeah, you know, like, I'm totally fine with being friends with benefits. But then you're in the bedroom. You get some bedroom talk. They're telling you about how they're going to take you on this, like, trip to Sausalito. And... <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm projecting my own experiences, but I'm going to defend my girl Kaylin and say that, like, she probably thought, she probably was saying one thing, but, like, actually believed another and thought she was going to end up, like, falling in love with this guy, Blake. Like, I get it. Yeah. He's a cutie. Mm. I'm going to chalk this up to just being messy. Mm. <laughs> because um, I did a little diving into this, you know, scenario because I don't really watch Bachelor in Paradise. So I was like, wait, what's happening? So apparently they hooked up at a festival, right? You know, it was like yeah. a friends with benefit situation. And the next night he hooked up with another contestant from mm-hmm. like Bachelor in Paradise. So Blake So Kaylin kinda knew that, you know, 
this was kind of like a we're just hooking up because it's the festival of love kind of like what you were saying jack um and then they were like in it together to like keep it under wraps like on the show and then kaylin just did a 360 and was like no 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 no. you be texting me on the low talking about you like me you into this and then for him to like blow it up be like nah girl nah it just feels like they're just being messy and they just just need to keep hooking up and keep it on the hush like i don't need to know your business like this yeah well i also feel like we've all been in situations where (laughs) we've all been in a situation where someone is like hooking up with one person but they say they like you and then you're like oh my gosh i'm so into you so i like don't even feel like him hooking up with another girl on the show even like makes her argument less strong like i'm on team kaylin on this situation yeah down with blake (laughs) the other thing is that it's reality tv none of this is like real life i feel like so like this seems real to me like if you're up in these instagram dms that's real (laughs) (laughs) that's true but even though it's reality i do feel like we like expect for there to be like a certain truth about the relationships that they have on this show some transparency Yeah. yeah 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 so i think that's part of the reason why people have kind of got caught up in that because I think it's partly like the like, oh, it's reality, but like they're being fake about it. What's next in our bag? The LA Dine and Dasher. So basically this guy was going around on all the dating apps, reaching out to like women in like their late 30s, like mid 40s and was like, hey girl, you look good. Let me take you out on this fancy dinner. And basically he would take women to like these fancy restaurants, sit down with them, order a hell of expensive meals and then he'd be like I'm going to the bathroom I'll be right back and just run out on them and leave them with the bill and he did this to like 22 women throughout (laughs) LA where it became such a problem that police got involved and like my man was really out here lying to women leading them on and then footing them with the bill I think this is behavior of a literal sociopath. (laughs) Like, this is absolutely not okay. And, like, I am upset for these women. And I'm upset for myself. (laughs) Why are you upset for yourself? Because this guy is hot. And that's the thing that's making me mad. Like, for y'all listening, I think we're going to have to post a photo on the gram so you all can realize how hot this guy is. Yes, his name is Paul Gonzalez. And you know what? He is a hottie. He's got nice hair, pretty eyebrows. But that's how he got all the ladies. They probably were like, oh, this charming, handsome man wants to take me out on this expensive meal at this fancy restaurant. Oh my god. And he really got them in their feelings. They, mm-hmm. He's like, girl, I'm so into you. He like really was lying to them, making yeah. them think that there was something there and that he was really into them and that he was going to spend the money, the coin, to treat them to this fancy dinner and then pull the ruse. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of go two ways on this. One, the fact that he did it to so many women is just like, you're wildin', bruh. But two, is this not kind of like a role reversal? Because I know friends of mine, I'm not going to name them, that go <laughs> out with guys because of like, well, at least we'll get dinner out of it. I mean, how is that different? Uh, I think that's different because, well, first of all, usually when women do that, they at least make it to the end of the date. Mm. So like... I know what your name is. You know what my name is. We had a discussion. We talked. We went out. You paid. Then I left. Mm -hmm. Not just like halfway through being like, cool, I'm going to go to the little boy's room and then never come back. You're right, because he did create all these fake profiles with the explicit intention of getting a woman to go with him to a fancy restaurant so he can ditch them with the bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing if you're, like, going on a date and you expect to pay, so you, like, have that money in your account. But it's another thing to, like, think you're going halfway, think you're being treated to a meal, and then end up with, like, $200. 
Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like when people are going on dates and being like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing it for dinner. That's just the lie they're telling them themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to, like, cope with the fact that, like, they're out there dating and that's it's hard true. for us. But, like, you're trying to, like, act like you're definitely going to get something out of it. Versus this guy is not getting something out of it. But, like, also, I'm going to say it. I want to be number 23. <laughs> You go on a date with Paul? Like, I'm down. Like, let's do it. Like, So you foot the bill? Yes. Honestly, hmm, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, it's funny, but it's also sad because some of these women were actually, like, traumatized. Mm-hmm. They were, like, some women were, like, I can't get back on the dating apps. Like, I don't know if I can trust someone again. Like, I'm so ashamed. Like, it got to the point that some of the restaurants were posting pictures of this guy. A police officer, like, really got involved with this story because, one, randomly he writes romance novels which i love and two he felt like really sorry for these women so he like found a way to like find this man and charge him with extortion charges um so that he could stop you know doing this to these poor women i'm honestly so impressed that our legal system covers this (laughs) like we don't we don't cover a lot but we're really willing to cover like people dining and ditching so i'm like okay you know like at least the legal system's good for something paul gonzalez was out here wilding so he stays in the bag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. use a liar (laughs) uh last item in our bag is princess diana lied about prince charles's proposal to make him look cold so in an interview that happened after they had gotten divorced she kind of stated that he had simply sent her flowers as a proposal when in fact he'd kind of like done a little a little bit more like he'd sent his personal valet and like he'd had a handwritten note and there were also flowers but she kind of just live emission forgot about all that stuff and just said it was flowers Mm, hot take she wasn't lying everything you said was forgettable my man did not propose to her in person like i'm sorry a proposal is supposed to be memorable like just because she omitted the fact that he you know, did all these additional boring things in addition to, like, his boring-ass proposal. Like, I don't really feel like that's a lie. Also, shout-out to Princess Diana. Like, they put her through a lot. Like, let's not sully her name. He just has valet on call. Like, it's that's not something special. Like, he just, like, clearly has that available. And, like, the handwritten note, literally anyone can do that. Like, I want a beachfront proposal. I want the fantasy. Don't, like, just send your valet with some flowers. Like, that's literally, like, the, like, that guy, I'm sure, like, Princess Di saw, like, every single day. And was like, oh, hey, Charles, like, what's good? You know, like yeah. that's that's silly. yeah. I'm sorry, that was a lazy proposal. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, this doesn't stay in the bag. This isn't a lie. Goodbye. So, Jack, we're here to talk about dating today, and I know you have a lot of experience with this and a lot of opinions on dating. So, kick us off with like your biggest dating lie. Oof. So, I think my biggest dating lie is during the time of the initial hot girl pivot. <laughs> I. I basically was really, I just, I feel like I was going through my feelings. I, like, had some insecurities. And I was really trying to, like, dress in the way that was, like, appealing to guys, not necessarily appealing to me. And being, like, a non-binary person, I was essentially trying to present myself as, like, more masculine. And, like, if you see me, if you know me, I am, like, very, very feminine. Like, I definitely even describe myself as, like, high femme, like, non-binary. Like, I definitely lean more on that side. Mm -hmm. But... In the queer community, like, especially in the community of, like, gay men, you generally masculinity is, like, put on a pedestal. And as, like, a more femme, like, non-binary person, I was definitely 
not on the top of that pedestal. And so I started like presenting myself in this way where I feel like I was never dressing for me. Like I like look at my outfits during that time and I'm just like, who am I kidding? Like, (laughs) what are these looks? Like I was still like dressing like kind of like hip trendy, but I was like definitely doing like hip trendy, like alt boy, you know, where it's, I'm definitely not that. Like if anything, I'm like kind of like manic pixie dream girl fantasy. Oh my God, you so are that. Absolutely. It's like probably the biggest thing I lean into dating now. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was, so obsessed with like getting attention from guys and honestly I'll say it, it sad truth is it worked like I was like for like three months I definitely had like everyone was trying to date me like I was like hold the phone so like it was bad like don't get me wrong but like I have never received that much attention in my life but it didn't bring me joy it just like stressed me out so how exactly did you like do that would you get on the apps and like you would like say certain things like in a more masculine tone or you would just take pictures like dress more masculine I think it was mostly the way I dressed and the way like my images because I like it's really hard for me to like hide my like femme self like it just like the way I communicate and the way I talk there's like no changing that like this gay ass voice is not gonna go anywhere (laughs) but I would focus on like building out these photos that made me look more masculine like I have this famous thirst trap where I'm wearing like kind of blue uh swim shorts which I still have and they're actually pretty cute but (laughs) I like took this photo where I'm like standing and I'm like definitely like trying to like flex those abs but not in a way that it was like so insanely masculine like I'm like what is this look there's like a kayak in the background I'm like (laughs) what am I doing like I don't know how to kayak like that's absolutely just gonna I'm gonna get lost at sea like no 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 and I just remember taking this photo and I remember the caption was a singular peach emoji and uh, I uh, posted that and then like put that on all my dating profiles, all my like photos were just like, I wore a lot of like button downs, which like now if y'all see me, I would never wear that. Like I, if anything, I'd given that all that stuff away. And it was part of this kind of like masculine, like charade I was doing. But then I feel like it just didn't work because like, yeah, people were into me, but like I, they weren't into the real me. They were into this like weird, like masculine performance I was doing. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And like in a lot of the research that we did on like, online dating and like the things that people lie about it the most most of the lies are about like how we present ourselves online a lot of people lie about like a little bit like they understate like how much they weigh or like if they how much how often they go to the gym or like what activities that they're in because I feel like everyone lies to a certain degree to see if they can attract someone Mm -hmm. so you were like portraying yourself as more of a masculine person to see how many potential people you could attract yeah it was more like a numbers game at that point rather than finding like the right match it wasn't okay which now is actually interesting. There's these studies done where essentially if people, your profile is more polarizing, you'll mm-hmm. actually like get more attention, which I would consider my profile to be very polarizing now. The And I even feel like I've almost like upped the polarization where it's not really a lie, but it is more of like a curation where like I'm definitely like a hot spooky girl in those pictures, let me tell you. <laughs> I feel like we give a lot of people like a lot of leeway when it comes to online dating. But I wonder like what type of lies are the ones that cross the boundaries from like, oh, just like omission to like now I'm catfishing you like have you ever like have you ever met someone that you felt like was catfishing you or like almost catfished uh and FYI for anybody who doesn't know what catfishing is it's just when you're just lying online and assuming a false identity like a complete false identity false like my name isn't Malika it's Shamika and I don't live in Cali I live in Texas First of all, if anyone is out there using my photos to catfish people, please let me know. I will send you flowers. Like, that is the most flattering thing anyone can ever do. That's hilarious. But I have been in a situation where I was necessarily not catfished, but I was 
I did meet up with a guy who looked absolutely nothing like his photos. Like it was it was jarring in the sense where I show up and he was look it like it's almost if the photos were taken like five years ago. That's what I was about to ask. So was it like a five year difference or was it like my man lied about his height, his weight? The color of his hair was completely different. Like It was basically all of those things where <laughs> it's like hair color, I will give you like a pass on because I feel like my hair is like so unpredictable half the time. But like things like if you were like, it's not like just the way you overall present yourself. And if it's not even slightly accurate, like we're just like wasting both our times. Mm-hmm. Like I like I want to like get to know the real you and like, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously it's curated. We're just meeting each other, but don't like show me a photo from truly five years ago like I didn't even recognize him when he came into the bar so did you stay for that date or did you call him out I stayed for the date because I'm incredibly passive I think other people on this planet would have called him out and left I spent a good two and a half to three and a half hours with him it was awful he talked at me the entire time um, FYI and the and like honestly I didn't even don't even know if I could believe what he was saying because of like how I feel like already our relationship was like based off of lives so what do you think are like the lies that are okay for people to get away with when it comes to dating then so i think it's okay to lie if you feel like it's going to give a misrepresentation of yourself so for example i famously met this guy who i really cared about i really um I really, really liked. And we were talking, it was very early on, we were talking about, like, when our, like, last relationship was. And I'm not someone who dates people a lot, you know? Like, I've been on a lot of dates, I have a lot of experience in the field, but I'm not, like, a serial monogamist in any way, shape, or form. And it just happened to be that the week before that, I had, like, broken up with someone. But that was, like, completely out of character. Like, it's, like, it's so random that I was actually, like, only dating someone like a a week before and so I told him that my last relationship was six months before which is I know it's like (laughs) that's real different than yep but I'm gonna defend this lie because it was this didn't like this relationship didn't mean anything to me you know like it was like a three month little relationship but it was just like kind of this silly thing where if anything I was like tricked into dating this guy and (laughs) so when I broke up with him it wasn't like a big deal to me you know like and I didn't want this guy to think that I was a serial monogamist because I really liked him and I wanted to like I could see things moving forward with us Interesting. Like, for me, like, lies that people can get away with is, like, getting out of, like, meeting up with someone, even though, like, I've been, like, texting with them on apps for, like, a while. Or if I'm, like, running late to meet with them, I'll be like, I'll be there in five minutes. Really, it's, like, 30 minutes or almost to an hour, which is terrible. I'm sorry. Sorry to everybody who I did that to. Me. Um, (laughs) You've done that to me. I have. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, like, I think that there becomes, like, a, a... a line that you can't cross after like a couple of dates where you have to stop like with the little lies and misrepresenting yourself like at some point you have to get real yeah that's true what do you think the cutoff point is like at what point is it like no longer okay to tell these little fibs on dates i feel like it's like date eight <laughs> i feel like once you have an instagram story post you can't lie Ooh. like the second you post their instagram them on their instagram story like you got to be radical transparency honest from there because like at that point like they already like you like you've already like kind of developed some like rapport like you need to like actually be honest that's fair that's date fair. eight that's... and instagram stories like honestly i don't even know <laughs> 
you're making it to my Instagram story. Like that's more than day eight. I don't know. It's we gotta know yourself for a while. It's Wait, I'll post you on my social. Oh my god, it's serious? true love. If we're you're on my Instagram. Story. Oh my god, Wait, Instagram story is like the lowest common denominator of like sharing out. Like if you're on my feed, like oh my god, we're serious. But See, IG story, you're right. I'm flexing. Okay. All right. Well, okay. he's a strategist. Yeah. He knows the strategy <laughs> clearly. He be knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What about ghosting? Do you think that that counts as like a dating lie? Yes. I think ghosting is the definition of lying by omission. What is ghosting? Uh, ghosting is when you disappear. Just no trace. Just no, no response. response. You send a text and then I'm just like not going to respond to you. I am truly a prolific ghoster. I know these things. That's terrible. You I should know. be ashamed of yourself. Stop ghosting in 2019, y'all. <laughs> Stop ghosting. Just respond to your man's text. But to be fair, though, the worse than ghosting is actually mosting. What's mosting? Oh my gosh, you guys do not know what mosting is? Is that no, when you're texting the person a lot? Okay, so mosting is when you like do the most in terms of like acting like you really, really, really like the person and then you just completely disappear. <gasps> so you most and you ghost? Yeah, and but it's you, called but mosting. Sometimes you breadcrumb. Oh. Oh my God, tell me more. <laughs> and so breadcrumbing is when you like basically like give like only like half replies back in order to like ease them out and then like have a more like natural ghosting situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of call that like fading them out. Cause like, you know how like all of it, you go from like texting someone super, super regularly to just like, oh, I'll send you a text here, there and everywhere. And then like, yeah, you just kind of fade them out a little bit. Why do you think people do that though? Is it because they just don't want to tell the person like the truth? Is it like an easier way of like just ending like the dating like relationship or whatever type of transaction you guys are having or? Yeah, I think people ghost because they're, like, afraid of having some form of conflict where they tell the person the truth that they don't like them. But for me, like, I feel like you should never ghost people. Like, I always think you should give them closure. Just lie with what that closure should be. So, like, don't be like, oh, I am i don't want to hang out with you because your personality sucks. Just be like, oh, like, yeah, this past lover has come into my life, you know? Like, just, like, give them closure, but, like, you don't need to hurt their feelings. Jack said it here, y'all. Don't ghost. Just lie. <laughs> Hot take. Hot, hot take. take. Hot take, hot take. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I am a reformed ghoster. I definitely don't do that anymore. Kind of. Why did you ghost in the past? Um, I feel like I, re I used to ghost a lot just because, like, it seemed easier, particularly with men, to just, like, avoid the conflict. Because, like, sometimes, and part of the reason why I stopped ghosting was because I ghosted this guy, and, like, a month later, he was still in his feelings about it and sent me this really, really long rant that ended in, like, oh, I should have, like, thrown my coffee on your braids. And I was like, bro, is that a threat? Coffee on my braids? Yeah. So, like, after that, I was like, oh, ghosting hurts people. Um. <laughs> I like how that insane behavior made you think that. Like, that's, like, a little concerning. Like, I don't know if that's, like, the pinpoint of, like, ghosting hurts people. Like, that person sounds absolutely psychotic. So, like, maybe let's not use that as the case for not ghosting. But I agree that ghosting does hurt people. Yeah, no, totally. Have you guys ever lied about, like, wanting to be exclusive or non-exclusive with somebody? I have not lied necessarily uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lie in but itself. i feel yep. like i've been confused <laughs> <laughs> where i remember like the fame like there's this time where this lover i had 
we had two different dates for like when we went exclusive and I just like and then I definitely like lied and was like oh yeah that's totally right we definitely went exclusive then because like when I thought we went exclusive was a month later uh, than he thought and like I wasn't dating other people I usually only date one person at once so it didn't really matter but I just was like this is just gonna be like a way bigger conversation and clearly I'm a bad listener so (laughs) so maybe he was a bad communicator I don't know the and I so I a little bit feel like that's a situation where I like lied necessarily but I think I was just more confused about the language and terminology like all of a sudden he was just like yeah like you're my boyfriend and I was like what like literally no one told me that like when was like the words laid out for me <laughs> I'll give you a pass on that yeah because if he was a bad communicator yeah. and you're a bad listener it wasn't gonna work anyways yeah, so, yeah the sad thing is this has happened twice oh <laughs> that's the sad I'm seeing thing trends. <laughs> oh, dear. so Jack what's been your favorite lie to tell on a date like what have been some juicy juicy lies that you've told oof so a lie I love to tell on a date is I love to tell people I love to read books. I've been reading the same book since straight up like 2016. The And it's also, it, When We Rise, it's a great book. I really recommend everyone reading it. It has taken me literally four years to read. The, But highly recommend it. It's a great book about activism and smut. The, and I get into these situations where I just like, I think I want to be the type of girl like who is like, again, that like manic pixie dream girl who like loves to read. And I'm like kind of bookish and I'm cultured and I'm educated. And next thing I know, I'm it's so deep in this lie where I'm referencing books I straight up read eight years ago as like this book I finished last week to like make me sound like cultured and educated. And I got to the point where I was seriously dating a person and uh, he was introducing me to family and he straight up introduced me as like, oh yeah, you know, Jack, like he just got me like really into reading. And I just was like, me? <laughs> like who, moi? <laughs> like this gal got you into reading? I truly have not picked up a book once. And then, oh my God, the next thing I know, like these guys I'm dating are like giving me books as presents and oh I just like gosh. never read them. And I feel like I do this whole performance about it. Oh, it's such a bad lie, but I can't stop doing it. In general, why, outside of like lies of presentation, do you feel like people lie in order to get love? I feel like it's this thing where like we want to be someone else, you know, like we have this like fantasy of like who, like, who our relationship is supposed to be with and what it's supposed to look like. So we're even, like, willing to, like, lie to ourselves about, like, what we want or, like, who we actually are in order to, like, meet this goal that we've set. But it's, like, in reality, like, if you don't love yourself, like, how how are you going to love anyone else? Like Preach. In the words of RuPaul. RuPaul. (laughs) We love RuPaul. We stand RuPaul. We love RuPaul. We love you. Well, thanks, Jack. It's been wonderful talking to you. Now we have a little game for you Mm -hmm. called Who Lied? And this is a game we play with our guests where you have to guess the lies that I'm about to tell and who said it, either me or Sharina. And I'll kick it off. So our two lies are, one, lied about bumping into Shaquille O'Neal at a club in Miami, but the story was actually a friend's. Two, uh, told people that she was related to Serena Williams but and that Serena was her aunt. This is so obvious who is who is. It's like, it is so incredibly obvious. And Malika obviously lied about, like, knowing Shaquille O'Neal. And Sharina obviously lied about being connected to Serena Williams. No. Like, 
purely because, and like, here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. Purely because Malika over here, she loves like a weird flex, and like I could just see her flexing about like knowing Shaquille O'Neal versus like versus Sharina. She just like would lie about like knowing that like being related to Serena Williams, but for like no good reason. Like it just like there's like no reason to bring it up. Like I could just see you saying it, and everyone just being like. Okay, like, I can't disprove you on that. But, like, you weren't even, like, trying to flex. You were just, like, saying it. Yep. I feel personally called out. Same. <laughs> you didn't have to do Same. me like that, Jack. Same. And I have a reason. No, I don't have a reason for why. <laughs> I thought I had a reason. I don't have a reason. Um. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jack, for coming in. We absolutely adore you. Thank you for teaching us about hot girl pivots and hot girl summers, sort oh of. Oh, thank you for having me. I love talking about myself. <laughs> As we all do. And I think this has been a really, really interesting episode about kind of like dating and lies. And like, I feel like... I, I have a better understanding a little bit of like why people lie on dates. I think a lot of it does kind of stem from, you know, like self-preservation to a certain degree and then the way that you represent yourself. But actually like what you said earlier about the lies that we tell ourselves kind of feels like the most poignant thing that maybe it's a little more aspirational. Like that's why we lie on dates. Yeah. So we want to be those people and we want to attract those type of people. Mm-hmm. Little white lies for love. If you are listening to this and think I'm an absolute sociopath, maybe I am, but I am single. <laughs> so again, please feel free to slide into those DMs. And where can they slide into those DMs at? Uh, you can slide into my Instagram DMs at Jack Slothman. And if you want to slide into my Twitter DMs, sass to the Jack. And does it cure you that those handles aren't the same? It absolutely makes me want to die inside. And it's because I need to align on a personal brand for myself. But I just can't find something that represents me. Like, it's like, I want to be quirky, but I also want to be professional. <sighs> the struggle. The struggle. <laughs> our Twitter handle is at Bag of Lies. And our Instagram handle is at Bag of Lies underscore podcast. You guys can definitely slide into our DMs with only good stuff about the lies you've told nothing else thank you and do our polls people yeah so we can shout you out it's true it's true although we did a poll uh this week and according to our poll results <laughs> so we asked the question have you ever lied on a date and 42 percent of people that responded to our poll said yes and 58 percent said no those 58 percent are liars that's exactly what i was gonna raise jack 58 percent of liars <laughs> stop lying y'all nah keep lying keep lying that's cool well this was bag of lies we love you guys we'll see you later bag of lies is recorded at kgpc radio with their generous support producer goddess lifetime we love you and our executive producer Barbarang, Barbarino, Bob Cohen, Babubi. Our theme music is produced by my girl, Madly. Hey. And all opinions and foolish comments expressed here are by no means a reflection of our employers, friends, family, or our upbringing. We're doing our best. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.